Hi there. Thanks for tuning in to the GeForce Podcast, a show for car enthusiasts by car enthusiasts. On a previous episode of the GeForce Podcast, we discussed the power of nostalgia in car culture and how car companies try to evoke emotion through nostalgia in modern cars. From manual transmissions to retro design cues, there are several ways that manufacturers are working to use nostalgia as a core part of some modern cars. We've also seen the rise of resto modding, from European classics to American muscle recreations. There's a strong industry for these vehicles, taking an old classic car and giving it some modern performance and features. Of course, we've mentioned the resto-modded Porsche world, specifically with Singer and the amazing work they do. But there are so many other companies doing the same type of work. From Gunther Vux with classic Porsches as well, and Eagle in the UK with their Jaguar E-Type recreation. There are also kit car manufacturers recreating old racing legends, like America's Factory 5, building kit car versions of the Ford GT and the Shelby Cobra. There are just a ton of companies actually recreating and modifying past cars to play on enthusiasts' love of the past. Resto modding and kit car development is a fantastic opportunity for companies to take classic cars and bring them up to modern standards through performance and even handling. It still keeps the core character of the classic car the same, and that's important to maintain. Although we've seen the occasional case of a manufacturer reintroducing one of their older models as a recreation model, specifically like Jaguar did by building out several E-type lightweights as exact copies of the ones that rolled off the factory line back in the 60s, but resto modding usually falls into the hands of aftermarket companies. At GeForce, we're pretty big fans of resto mods and even have some of our own dream builds in mind. Here's a list of three cars we'd love to see a strong resto modded version of in the next few years. First up on our list is the BMW 2002 Turbo. Now as the name indicates, this car came out in the mid 60s. Well, the turbo model actually came out towards the end of the 60s into the 70s. Anyway, the 2002 was essentially a precursor to the 3 Series, a two-door sports coupe. The turbo model was therefore the equivalent of an M3, with more power and better performing goodies under the hood. For the perfect resto mod, the 2002 Turbo should get the following. A rebuilt engine and upgraded turbo, bumping up the power from 168 brake horsepower to somewhere closer to 300. To help handle that power increase, the turbo would need upgraded suspension and wider wheels and tires, which would then call for an updated wide body wheel flares. All of the body modifications could be done in carbon fiber to keep the weight low and even potentially replacing some of the stock 
body parts with carbon fiber recreations, again, to keep the weight low. Also, I'd put in a half roll cage in the back to help stiffen the chassis and keep things performance oriented. Finally, throw on some bigger brakes and reupholster the interior with the same blue, purple, and orange color scheme used for the original 2002 Turbo graphics. Boom. A beautiful modern take on the classic 2002 Turbo. The core character would stay basically the same as before, a light, nimble performance beast that can tackle the corners amazingly well, but with the added power, now this car would even be pretty confident in straight lines as well. So some purists and BMW enthusiasts might not love the suggestion above, claiming the 2002 Turbo is already perfect. Well. Let's go ahead and annoy another group of purists, Ferrari ones. The next proposed resto mod we'd love to see is the Ferrari Testarossa, with both the 1980s and 1990s versions of the Testarossa being candidates here. Both cars came with mid-mounted 12-cylinder engines paired to 5-speed manual transmissions powering the rear wheels. That is an incredible combination already. For this resto mod, first up again is an engine rebuild. The first version, the Testarossa, came out in the 80s with 385 horsepower from the factory, while the later refreshed 512TR had a power bump up to 422 horsepower. Given modern updates to internal combustion technology, a proper rebuild with some internal upgrades and then also an updated intake and exhaust system should help get those figures up closer to 475 horsepower. From there, the body would be upgraded with all carbon fiber panels, again similar to what we did with the 2002 Turbo. The idea here is to keep the styling as close as possible to the Testarossa from the 80s because this really is an 80s icon and that is a big part of the character. That means those pop-up headlights would definitely have to stay. At this point, some suspension work, some brake upgrades, these would have to be musts as well for the resto mod to be complete. I think those areas, specifically with suspension and brakes, those get outdated the quickest. In this case, we can look at Ferrari's current mid-engine lineup for parts and inspiration. Suspension, we'd use Ferrari's current magneto shocks, which are used extensively on their road-going vehicles. The brakes, we'd poach a set of the carbon ceramic brakes from the 488 GTB. These would be perfect for what we'd need for some heavy braking in the corners after driving on the twisty roads. Wheels would also need to be redesigned and widened too. We're bumping up power a little bit and also we have an opportunity to dial out some of the understeer from the factory the car had. All of these mods 
from the power, brakes, and suspension to the weight reduction as well would help bring the Testarossa up to supercar performance, especially up to the 21st century standards. But it would keep the core character the same. We'd keep the naturally aspirated 12-cylinder engine and the gated manual transmission. Essentially, this resto mod would be equally comfortable cruising around Miami as it would attacking the back roads, all while listening to the sweet, sweet sound of Ferrari 12-cylinder goodness. Now, if the first two builds haven't been controversial enough, don't worry, we've got something pretty controversial for the final resto mod we propose. The choice we have here, the fourth generation Lincoln Continental, produced during the 1960s. Now the car itself is not too controversial, other than the fact that President John F. Kennedy was assassinated while riding in the back of a convertible one. Other than that very unfortunate event, this Lincoln Continental is one of the best looking cars ever made. It was built in an era of big, bad American V8 cruisers, competing with the Cadillacs of the time. This car just has so much presence. Even to this day, it'll stop you right in your tracks. As implied, the Continental came with a big V8 from the factory, with the smallest version being a 7-liter engine or 430 cubic inches in good old American. All this paired to the top luxury tech of the time, a three-speed auto. Yeah, okay, I know, not so great, but it was smooth-ish for the time. The coolest feature though, the Continental came with suicide doors. Absolutely fantastic. So why is this choice controversial? Well, it has less to do with the car itself, and more with what resto mods we would propose doing to the car. The perfect resto mod will further emphasize the luxuriousness and classiness of this beast. It will add to the presence while also enhancing the experience of riding in the Continental. First up, the perfect resto mod would use the hardtop only, not the convertible. Kind of for obvious reasons, but also I think the hardtop looks better than the convertible. The second thing, swap out that big V8 and 3-speed for an all-electric powertrain. Yup, you heard that right. Take a V8 out and put in some electric motors and batteries instead. Some may say this will strip away the soul of the Continental. I'd argue the classiness and luxury appeal are the real character of the Continental, and adding in a more modern electric powertrain will actually help emphasize these points. The final key change would be to swap out the suspension for an airbag system. I'm generally not a fan of using airbag suspension for performance cars, but on this Continental they'd be perfect for keeping the ride smooth and allowing the car to sit a bit lower while cruising or while parked up. 
So those are some of the rest of mods we've dreamed up here at GeForce. And we're sure that we've got some people who agree with us and maybe some who might have some differing opinions. But that's the magic with resto mods. They can fall anywhere on the restored to modified spectrum. Some may prefer keeping the classics completely stock with only a minor refresh on consumable components, while others want to change almost everything to reimagine the classics as proper modern cars. What are your thoughts on resto mods? Got a dream build in your head? Reach out to us on Twitter and our newly formed Instagram account to share your thoughts. Both accounts at GeForce Podcast. <laughs>